we just praying. We, I heard, I even heard a testimony on CNN and that the woman that that spotted the, the um, young man, who uh, she, she before she spotted him, she said, "Lord, I just pray that you know that they would find this suspect." And right then and there, the guy just happened to drive right past her and. And when she gave her testimony on CNN, they, she didn't accredit, accredit it to luck, but she said it was nothing but God answering a prayer. So Amen. I also seen the power of forgiveness, you know, and nobody but God. Nobody. So you see, you see God's hand in a tragic situation. We, we, we pray for, for the um, situation that happened here in Madisonville in our own backyard, you know, and Trouble will find your house. And so we just, we, we just, we just pray that the Lord will touch um, all sides of that, that, that situation. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, would you turn to me the, to the gospel according to Luke, the gospel according to Luke. The gospel according to Luke, and I'm going to, we're going to come from chapter 15. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter 15. And we're going to read verses 20 through 24, King James Version. Luke, chapter 15, verses 20 through 24. And it reads this. And he arose and came to his father. But he, when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, bring forth my best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Amen. 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 Let us the title for this, uh, for this message would be, Show Us the Father. Show Us the Father. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I just pray that you would do it one more time. Do it again. Lord, I do not come with my own intellect. I, I do not come with my own knowledge. I do not come with my own power. But Lord, I stand and depend on you. Lord, I pray that you anoint the speaker, but not only would you anoint the speaker, but you also anoint the hearers. But even now, just touch. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Uh, Jesus is known as the Son of Man. Jesus is known as the Son of Man. This is uh, his humanity, similar to how he is known as the Son of David. He is known as the Son of Man. 
but not only is he known as the son of man, but he is also known as the son of God. This is his divinity. He was the son of the heavenly father. Now, now being that the disciples walk with Jesus, they known him to be the son. They walk with him for a total of three years, but having walked with him, they now have a request. In John 14, verse 8, they have a request saying, show us the Father. Yes, show us the Father. Yes. Now, Jesus will, 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 will answer their question by saying that, that having walked with me so long, you know, whoever have seen me have seen the Father. Yes. And what he was saying is that because um, him and the there is an equality between Jesus and the Father. Now, uh, Jesus and the Father has the same nature. So when you get to know one, you get to know the other. Yes, sir. However, being that there, there is a quality, but however, there is a quality, but there is also, um, they're equal in nature, but they are not equal in functioning. Let me explain. Let me explain. The Father and Son have a relationship. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all have a relationship, but in order for a relationship to work, there has to be roles set in place. So there, so there are roles set in place concerning the Heavenly Father, the Son, and also the Holy Spirit. For the Father is the, uh, is the initiator of, of the plan. The, 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 the Son, he submits to the Father, and the Holy Spirit only speaks on things that glorify Christ. Amen. And so they all have a role. So in order for this relationship, being that God has got an order, this relationship is orderly because the Son submits to the Father. Now, now they're equal. And just as uh, the Father and Son is equal, don't you know that men and women are equal? Amen. You know, uh, the Bible does, does not teach men to be chauvinists. You know, one is not better than the other. We are all equal, for God does not have favoritism. Yes. He is no respecter of person. Yes. You know, both men and women, male and female, have equality. Yes. However, when a man takes a wife, that, that builds a relationship, and because there is a relationship, there has to be roles because the relationship needs to function properly. So therefore, the Bible gives these roles by setting the man as the head and also setting the, the, the asking the woman to submit, and the kids submit under both so there can be order within the household. Yes. But back to our subject at hand, they ask to see the father, and I believe that within the narrative of the prodigal son, that the father, that Jesus answers this question. I, I believe that this parable may have came before the question, but yet this parable answers the question as it shows us the father, because within the parable, we see a picture of the father. Yes, sir. So on this Father's Day, let us come and see the father. Now it says that a, that a certain man, a certain man had two sons. Now the term for man within this, this, this verse is um, anthropos, anthropos. And it is a general term that, that includes men, women, and children. It's a general term for mankind. However, you know, this term is used in an, in an exclusive manner. In other words, it's used in an exclusive manner because it says that a certain man, 
this mean that, you know, it's not talking about everyone, but it's talking about one particular man. Yes, not only that, but it's, it's further exclusive because it's, talk, it's not just talking about any man, but it's talking about a man who had two sons. Yes, so, so being that it's talking about a certain man who had two sons, it is fundamentally true that this scripture is talking about a male. It's not talking about a female, it's talking about a male. In other words, it's talking about a man. Now, this is fundamental. But don't you know we live in a world today that do not accept fundamental truths? In, 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 in other words, they, they, they don't accept the fundamental truth of what makes a male a male and what makes a woman a woman. We live in times where people believe that you can simply choose and pick what you want to be. Yes, you know, that, that, that I can choose and pick if, I wanna, if I'm a male and want to be a female, I can choose and pick and I can begin a transition yes. into another. Yes. You know, or I'm a woman who can transition into a man. Yes. But yet what God has set in place in the beginning, Amen. when he created the male and female, if you are male, then you're a male, and if you're a female, you're a female. Now, now, as, now we all heard the Bruce Jenner story, and we all, you know, he, he, he changed his name to Caitlyn. However, don't you know you can change your name? You can change your outer cosmetics. You, 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 can, you, you, you can change the way you walk, but don't you know on the inside, you're going to still be a man. And don't you know, because that inward truth does not change. And no matter how you try to cover it, no matter how, to, how you try to mask it, don't you know something always give it away? You know, you can see an Adam's apple. Something gives it a... Something, something gives it away. Because inward, inward truth will correct an outward lie. And don't you know, nowadays, don't you know, one of the things, as men, I know it's Father's Day and as men, one of the things that's under attack nowadays is the identity of men. It's under attack. It's under attack. And don't you know, only the truth will set us free. Only the truth will set us free. So, so he, he, this man had two sons, and his younger son went, uh, went into his father, and he called him father. Now, this is a, another title. This title means uh, pater. It means pater. And what pater means, it means that one who imparts life. One who imparts life. But not only does it mean one who imparts life, but it means also one who is committed to it. One who imparts life and who is committed to it. Now, this is the definition of the father with using this term. Now, being that this is a definition of a father within this term, that means it disqualifies a lot of men. But you said, well, I, had, I, I imparted life. But just because you imparted life don't mean that you stay committed to that life that you imparted. It's a lot of men out here who's imparting life, but that don't mean they're in that baby's life. They simply imparted life. I know men that never even go see their children. Never even go see their children. So therefore, you are disqualified from being a father from the biblical standpoint because you haven't made a long-term commitment to that imparted life that you have conceived. We, we also see this um, concerning fathers within the ministry. Would not Paul say in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, Although you have a thousand instructors, you have not many fathers. Because being that for the Corinth church, he birthed that church. In other words, he imparted gospel life into that church. But not only did he impart gospel life within that church, but he stayed committed to it. 
So therefore, not only did he impart life, but he also stayed committed. So how many of us can all say that we not only did we impart life, but we stayed there to the end? Through the thick and thin, we stayed there. We made a commitment. Amen? Amen. Amen. But, but not only that, the son has a request of the father. He says, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls unto me. Now keep in mind, this is a picture of the heavenly father. And just as this father had something good stored up for his children, don't you know, being that we are all God's children, don't you know the heavenly father has something good stored up for you? Amen. He has a blessing just for you. He says, give me the portion. That means that the father has a portion for you, but ultimately our portion is Jesus Christ. Amen. I like what the hemologist says. For he says, "For Jesus is my portion, and a wonderful friend is he. For his eyes is on the sparrow, and I know he watches over me." However, this son requests a blessing that 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 really that he requested something good of the father. It was nothing bad of what the father gave. The goods that fall into me, everything the father has to give is good. But the only problem is he wasn't mature enough for what he was asking for. Amen. Have you ever asked for God for something? He says, wait. Because you ask him for something that you can have a blessing that you're not mature enough to handle. But, but, but he want what he want. So give me the portion of goods that fall unto me. But sometimes God got to wait. The question is not... Is, is, does God have a blessing to give? The question is, are we mature enough to handle the blessing that God has for us? But the good news is that the Father has something for you, and I assure you that what God has for you is truly for you. And, and it says that this, this, this young man took his journey on a far country. I don't know where he went, but we do know that geographically it was far away. So he left the house. And I hate to say it, it's a lot of fathers today who are leaving the house because not only do we have prodigal sons, but we also have prodigal fathers. It, it, it's fathers that need to return back home. But yet, 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 but yet, don't you know where you are is not just determined by your geographical location, but where you are is also determined by your state of being. Let me repeat that. Where you are is not just determined by your geographical location, but where you are is also determined by your state of being. Let me, let me explain. Within the garden, after Adam has failed, he's still within the garden, and, and God comes down during the cool of the day, and he says, Adam, where are you? Now, 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 he don't say, Adam and Eve, where are you? But more, Adam, where are you? Because I, he's the one I left in charge. He has the accountability. So, so men, don't, women, don't get mad how we men do our job. Don't, don't get mad how we run the house because when the Lord enters into the, the house, he's not saying, where are y'all? You know, where is the man and the woman? It's more like, where the man, where are you? So you need to be a, the man at the end of the day. You, I, you got to be held accountable. And if I'm held accountable, I'm not going to let nobody else get me in trouble, you know? <laughs> but yet, he said, let me get back. <laughs> well, let me get back to the point. Well, Adam did get in trouble, but, but that's another point. But let me get back. He said, state of being. It's your, he asked him, you know, Adam, where are you? Not just your geographical location, 
Well, your state of being. Where, what, what happened? What, what, where are you? And nowadays, nowadays, don't you know you don't need to be out the house to be far away? You don't need to be out the house to be far away because where you are is not depending on, just depending on geographical location. It's also depending on your state of being. Don't you know you can be right here in the house? You can be listening to this sermon right now and be just far away. Just far away. Because although your body's here, your mind can just be far away. Far away. You know, not, not only that, not only that, within the house, within the house, there's men who says, well, Staples, I'm at home, I work, I pay the bills, and I go home every night. Well, just because you're geographically in the house, that don't mean your state of being is there. Yes, sir. Because you can be in the house and yet be far away. And you know you can be far away because you're disengaged. Yes, you, you can be far away because you're unentuned, you, you're unaware, you don't know what's going on even in your own house. You far away. Your state of being needs to come back and be more alert even within the house. But not only that, not only that, he went on to this far country and it says that he, spent, he was given an inheritance. He was given an inheritance. But it says that he spent all. He spends all. And don't you know, within life, you can do one or two things. Don't you know that you can either invest your life or you can spend your life? You can either invest your life or you can spend your life. Let me explain the difference. Don't you know, when, when you uh, are just spending your life, you know, partying week in and week out, whatever you do, however you do it, whether it's marijuana, whatever you do, you're spending your life. And when it's all spent, you have nothing to show for it. Because yes, you just spent your life. And to the young men, it's a scary thing to wake up and you're 30 and you have nothing to show for it. Because yes, all you did was spend. But no, you know what? Now, you, you, know, you need to also invest your life. Now, what's investment? Going to school is an investment. Studying your craft is an investment. Developing your trade is an investment. And developing your talents is an investment. So you want to invest your life. How, however, however, not only does this principle applies to, to, to maybe careers and, and our lives, but this principle also applies to relationships. Yes, now, I believe that the reason um, many relationships and also marriages are in trouble is because we, uh, we're, we're spending, but we're not investing. Yes. In other words, look what this, he was doing with this, with this inheritance. He was taken out, but he wasn't putting nothing in. Yes, sir. And don't you know, rather you're in a relationship or a marriage, if you just taken out and not putting nothing in, sooner or later that relationship going to be spent. It's going to be spent. Because it's not what, what can I do for this relationship, but it's rather what can this relationship do for me. You know, even within a church, when they have no marriage conference and, and, and no relationship conference, those are investments. And some people say, well, my marriage is great. I don't need that. You know, we're doing great. We're living in abundance. We're doing great. However, don't think that trouble can't find your house. 
You know, just because you have abundance don't mean that famine won't come. Even within the narrative, he had an abundance, but being that he did not invest, famine came. And some people say, like, you know, we have seven years of abundance within my marriage, but who knows, you can have seven years of famine. So you need to be as Joseph, and during the seven years of abundance, you need to be storing up and also investing so you have enough time to get you through the famine. Amen? But, but, but not only that, not only that, he, uh, he, 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 verse 15, you know, he, 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 he is in a desperate situation. He's in a famine, so he needs to get a job. And, and sometimes, man, you need to get a job. You know, it may not be what you want, but you got to do what you have to do. So he went in the field to, to feed swine. He went into the field to feed swine. And if you know anything about a Jewish boy, and, and within the law of Moses, the uh, swine were considered uh, uh, unclean animal. In other words, pigs were considered unclean. So they didn't eat pork. They eat, didn't eat ribs. They didn't have that uh, pork barbecue. They just didn't ha- have that. Now, 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 these things are good, and I, and I like them, but they, that just wasn't their thing, you know, but yeah, yeah, so, 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 but yeah, he, he takes, um, the feeding of swine was considered one of the, the, one of the lowest occupations for, for a Jewish boy. It was considered one of the lowest occupations. So, so this guy is at rock bottom. He, he's at his lowest, but don't you know, there are lessons to be learned even when we are at our lowest point. There are lessons to be learned even when we are at our lowest points. Let me explain. He's feeding the swine. And one thing I, you, you know, if you're around swine, you're going to learn characteristics of swine. In other words, if you're around pigs, you're going to learn the characteristics of pigs. In other words, even if you're a shepherd, if you're around sheep, you're going to learn the characteristics of sheep. So it will be naive to think that this boy did not learn the characteristics of these swine. Now, using my imagination, I can see this, this boy, because these swine always rolling in the mud. They, they, like, they just love the mud. And anyone that works with swine know that they love the mud. And these are, these are um, domesticated swine, but yet they love the mud. So, you know, I can see this young Jewish boy say, you know what, I'm about to clean these pigs up. I'm going to clean them up. So I can see him giving them a bath and cleaning them all up and setting them over here and, and setting one after the other and setting them over here, you know. And, and, but yet after he cleaned them up, he, he turns and says, I'm going to go take a lunch break because I got some, um, I got to eat the same thing they eat. And so I'm going to go take a lunch break. But as soon as he turned around, the pigs that was cleaned up over here, they, they back in this mud. So, so, so he learns the characteristic of the swine is that they always return back to that from which they came. So, so I clean them up. They came from the mud. So they, so they I, I take them away from the mud. But since they came from the mud, they must return to the mud. And, and just to actually know, everything must return back to that from which it came. For we came from the dust, and we need to return back to the dust. For, for a man, for a woman came from man, therefore God will bring her back to man. So we all return back to that from which we came. So perhaps the son thought, just as the pigs return to, back to that from which they came, just maybe, just maybe, because I'm from the father house, just maybe I can return back to that from which I came.
came. So I see the son, verse 20. He says, I, he's, first of all, he said, I'll rise and go back to my father. In other words, since I came from the house, I'm going to return back to the house because I'm just returning back to that from which I came. So he says, I'll rise and go to my father. And it amazed me how the son knew where to find the father. All he had to do, because the father was within the house. The father was within the house. So all he had to do to find a father was to go back to the house. It amazes me, though, within today's world, there's a lot of fathers who are not in the house. You know, within the house, the father is not there. And being that the father is within the house, there's young boys and girls who, who do not know where to find the father. There is no male influence within the house. There is no male leader within the house. So we're simply looking for men, but they are not within the house. But, but one thing I came to notice, don't you know that a house don't move? The house don't move. And, and, and the father was within the house, right? So, so if you find yourself getting further away from the father, it's not because the father moves, but it's rather because you moved. Oh, you don't hear me. If you find yourself getting closer, further and further away from, from, from the heavenly father, he hasn't moved. He hasn't moved. So if you find yourself getting further away, it's because you moved. You, you remember when Mary and Joseph left Jesus in, in Jerusalem? And, and, you know, you can say, well, they're getting further away. But you can't blame it on Jesus because Jesus didn't move. So if you find yourself getting further away, it's not because Jesus moved, but it's because you moved. But the good question is, all you got to do is go back where you left them. He's right where you left them. And even within the narrative, the father was right where the son left them. But, but, but it says that he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off. Don't you know, concerning the heavenly father, we are all yet a great way off. None of us have arrived. We're all yet a great way off. But it says, it says that while he was a great way off, the father saw him. The father saw him. Now, perhaps the father saw past his faults. Perhaps the father saw past his shortcomings. Perhaps the father saw past his flaws. So the father saw him. Being that the father may have saw past all his shortcomings, I only can hear the son saying, the prodigal son saying, he's saying, amazing grace shall uh, forever be my song of praise, for it was grace that bought my liberty. I, I do not know why he, the father loved me so, for he looked beyond my faults and, and he saw my needs. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and, and he had compassion on him. He had compassion on him and he ran towards him. He, he ran. Now, now within Jewish, this is significant because within, within Jewish culture, it is undignified for a father to run. Undignified for a father to run. It was undignified and it, it was uh, um, going against their pride. But don't you know this father, what this father did? He put aside his own dignity. 
He said, I don't care what the neighbors think. You know, he put aside his own dignity and he put aside his own pride and he ran to the sun. And don't you know, this, this is further significant because within the narrative, it says the father ran, but it never says the son ran. It says the father ran, but it never says the son ran. Now, what do you mean? Do you know what this means? This means that it's highly probable when the two met, the, the father reached a greater distance than the son. Yes, sir. In other words, they did not meet in the middle. Yes, sir. They did not meet 50-50. The father made most of the steps. In other words, the father reached further along the way. And don't you know it's a notion within today that in order for a relationship to work, the two need to meet 50-50. In other words, y'all have to meet in the middle. But there's an even better notion that says that in order for a relationship to work, that the two must both meet 100-100. In other words, the two must go all the way. And I know this sounds good, but within, you know, we do not live within a perfect world. Now, I'm not saying those principles aren't true. So you should give it 100 and 100. And you should give it 50 50. But it's, we don't live in a perfect world. Sometimes the other person may not even give you 50. They may only give you 30. But don't you know it's a man's responsibility? It's a man's and father's responsibility to reach the other way. Because and people say, why so? Because God has made you the leader. Yes, sir. And heavy is the king's crown. Yes. In other words, you have a greater responsibility. That means that if they only can meet 30% of the way, you can't say, well, if they don't meet, if they don't meet in the middle, if they don't go 50%, I ain't going 50%. Yes. Ain't that what we do in a lot of relationships? Yes, if, if they ain't trying, I ain't trying. But yet you can't say that because if they only can meet you 30% of the way, that means a man got a responsibility to go over the middle and to go on the other side and to reach them, to reach them, to take their hand and take them where it needs to be. Now, some, some people still disputing it and they need more scripture to prove it. Now, this heavenly father, this heavenly father has children, but yet there was a gap between the heavenly father and he soon to be children. But yet these children couldn't even meet 1% of the way. They couldn't, they, they could go 0% of the way. They couldn't go, they couldn't, we couldn't put forth nothing. We could do nothing to reach this heavenly father. So we can reach only 0% of the way, but because we can reach 0% of the way, the father didn't hold this against us, but he rather reach 100% of the way. That's why considering our salvation, it's holy grace. All of grace. It's a hundred. It ain't nothing you done to be saved. He done all the work for you. Not, not only that, because there was a gap between God and man. Before, because there was a gap between the heavenly father. He said, I can't reach him. I, I see the father way over there. And, and I see mankind way over there. But, but that's, that's you, know, you know what I'm going to do. The father said, I'm going to stay over here. But you know what? I'm going to send, because it's a father's plan. I'm going to send the son all the way over there. And he's going to be, I'm going to be God. And he's going to become a man and God. And, but because he's going to do what we can't do for our ourselves so he's going to walk towards me and I'm going to walk towards him and we're going to both meet in the middle so he done what we could not do for ourselves amen so so but not only that not only that 
It says that, 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 that verse 22, it says that, that this father says, bring forth my best robe and put it on. Yeah. Don't you know the father gave the best he had? He gave the best he had and put it on. And to the men, to the men, that, 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 this does not mean that, that we're all, always going to have the best. You may not always have the best to give to your children. You may not always have the best, but this does not mean you don't have to give your best. You may not have the best, but always give your best. That when it's all said and done, your kids, they may not have been raised with the best. But you can say proud as a man that I gave the best I had. Now, not not only that, he says, uh, put put a ring on his hand. In other words, put a ring on his finger. Now, within Jewish mannerisms, this is uh, symbolic of uh, positioning. Symbolic of positioning. Why would you put a ring on the son's finger? He don't deserve no ring. You know, he he did nothing to deserve no ring. Why not give a ring to a servant? And the answer is because the servant is not a son. This, this is strictly, this ring is strictly given because of position. And because he was a son, although he didn't deserve it, he was given a ring. And don't you know, even though we don't deserve it, we have a position in Christ Jesus. Therefore, the Father blesses us, not based, you know, not because we have crossed every, dotted every I and crossed every T, but it's because of our position in Christ Jesus. However, when you put a ring on a finger nowadays, if he talks about putting a ring on a finger, it has a different um, imagery associated to it. When you said put a ring on a finger, really what comes to mind is marriage because a man makes a vow and put a ring on the wife's finger or the fiance's finger. And within today's time, man, nowadays you have to put a ring on it. And, and, and what I'm saying is it don't, take, it don't take 10 years to decide if you want to marry a woman. Oh, we've been engaged, you know, we, y'all still dating, it's been 10 years. You got, to, you got to put a ring on it. And the reason this is so important, because with this, our society is not going to make it unless we go back to the institution of marriage. Unless we go back to the institution of the family, because we, we, we have a lot of issues. But the issues don't start in the White House. The issues start with the family. So therefore, we need to get the family back together. And, and, and that means you need, and I know a lot of women say, well, I can do it on my own. But, but really, you know, no, you can't. Because boys and girls need their fathers. And there's a drastic difference, and I'm not, not being stereotypical, but I believe the facts will support this. There's a drastic difference between young boys and young girls who are raised with fathers and young boys and young girls who are um, raised without fathers. And I'm not, and I'm being, the statistics will prove it. Now, I'm not being funny, but, but when I date a girl, without her telling me, I can tell if she have a father in her life or not. I'm not being, I'm not being, they don't have to tell me. I can tell, you know, so there's a drastic difference. So, so we need, to, the family needs to, <laughs> Reverend, <laughs> Reverend Lowe laughing, you know, yeah, that ain't fun. <laughs> but the family needs to come back together. Not only that, he put shoes on his uh, son's feet. Now imagine someone walking. Imagine you walking without no shoes. You know, you're not going to try to go on a, for, for a run without no shoes. Imagine you trying to walk a trail without no shoes. Don't you know the blisters that will be in your feet? Your, your, your feet will be sore. That, that will be a rough walk, trying to walk without no shoes. 
So, but yet, you know, when he came to the Father, when he came to the Father, he still had to walk, but don't you know his Father made the walk a whole lot smoother? And don't you know it's a rough walk out here? It's a rough life out here. It's a rough walk. It's a rough path. But don't you know when we come to the Heavenly Father, you know, he won't change the walk, but he'll allow your walk to be a whole lot smoother. He'll put shoes on your feet. Don't you know we have a Heavenly Father who will meet all our needs according to his riches and glory? But not only that, not only that, it says that, 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 that verse 24, it says that this my son was dead and, and is alive again. He, he was lost and is found. Now, this is a picture of us. Don't, don't you know that, that we were dead since man, man's total depravity? We were dead. Don't be too hard on a prodigal son because that, that, that son is a picture of you. You know how you're telling a story and you go judging too soon? And you realize the story is talking about you. Yes. You know, many of us like David. You know, when Nathan came to David, he said a certain shepherd had many sheep, but he took one, another sheep of a man who only had one sheep. And David said, such a man deserved death. And Nathan would say, well, you that man. So, so before we get too judgmental about the prodigal son, you're that son. That son is a picture of you. But he says, this my son was dead and is alive again. Let me make an important distinction. Jesus did not come to make the uh, bad good. He did not come to make the bad good. And some will say, why not? Because there's nothing good but God. Not only did he not come to make the bad good, but he did not come to make the immoral moral. He did not come to make the immoral moral. Because some people say, if I just be a good person. But he did not come to make the immoral moral because none of us can meet God's perfect moral standard. None of us can reach it. But he rather came to make the dead alive. In other words, we were dead in our trespasses, but he made us alive. Not only that, he says that this son was lost and it's found. Now keep in mind, it says that the son was lost. It never said the father was lost. And I hate to tell you, I'm going to tell you that the heavenly father was never lost. And because people say, well, I found God. You didn't find God. God didn't need to be found. God was not lost. In other words, we were lost and in need of being found. But, 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 but not only that, just as the boy was lost within the narrative, there's a lot of men and fathers today who are lost. I know, I know young women who can't even find their fathers, who are searching for their fathers. And the fathers, you're lost and you need to be found. So therefore, if you have a kid out there, you need to be able to make yourself available so you may be found. Even if you have kids, and even if you may have a kid and you're unsure of it, you may have a kid, it may be a kid out there and you're unsure of it, you need to investigate so you can make yourself available in case that young kid is trying to find you. In case that young kid is trying to find you. But yeah, Pastor, I kept on notice within this text, he kept on saying, this father saying, for this my son, for this my son. In other words, but, 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 but wait a minute. Did this son not live a prodigal life, but yet the father says for this, my son. Did, did this son leave your house, but yet the father says this, my son. Did this son not live a, a wasteful life, but yet he says for this, my son. But yet I have a problem here because I, I want to interview the father. 
And I said, well, why would you continually say for this my son, why, why, this son who, who left you, this son who's been a prodigal, this son who's been disobedient, this son who has not been pleasing in your sight, why would you continually say for this, my son? So, so I have interviewed the father. I can hear the father replying that I know this son has not walked in my image and, and also walked in my likeness. In other words, he, he, what he's doing, he's not looking like me, nor is he acting like me. He's not walking in my reflection or my expression. So I, I know this son is not walking in my likeness. And, and I know this son left me. And I, I know he did many things that I was unpleasing of. And I, I know he's been re, rebellious. And I know he came back home naked. And I know he looked something worthy. But the, not, and I know what his actions said. But these are not the things that accredited sonship. Yes. Or what you mean, Father? What accredited him to be a son is not his actions, but is rather the blood. Yes. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Yes. What determines his sonship is not his outward actions, but rather the blood flowing through his veins. Yes. And I can hear the Father saying, within my veins is blood. And with his veins is blood. And if you check the blood, the same blood that runs through my veins is running through his veins. So therefore, although his actions speak, don't you know that the blood speaks louder? Yes. And I'm so glad that, that, that the blood speaks louder than my actions. I'm so glad that the blood determines who I am. Yes, you know, within the court of law, if you go into the court of law and concerning the fatherhood and meeting the financial responsibility, it doesn't matter if the kid don't look like you. Yes, you can't go up to the judge and say, that kid don't even look like me. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the kid don't act like you. I sleep on my left side. That kid sleep on his, left, his right side. That kid don't even act like me. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if the majority of people in your family don't even believe it's your kid. It does. Well, we took a vote, and they, they, most people in my family, don't believe, we don't believe it's, it's my kid. So, so, so it don't act like me. It don't look like me. And, and my mother, father, grandma, none, nobody believes it's my baby. The judge will respond to you. That don't matter. It don't matter what they say. The only thing, it don't matter how the baby yet. It don't matter what the baby look like. The only thing that matters is what the blood says. And if the blood says it's your kid, then that's your kid. So it's all depending on the blood. And concerning the heavenly father, concerning the heavenly father, don't you know that we are connected by blood? All his children is connected by the blood. Well, what do you mean, preacher? 2,000 years ago, there was blood shed on Calvary. And that blood, that blood tells the story. And that blood covers all true believers' lives. And being that I'm covered by the blood, when the Heavenly Father sees me, he says, that's my child. When the Heavenly Father sees you, he says, that's my daughter. When the Heavenly Father sees you, he says, that's my son. And people say, well, they don't act like your son. 
well, they don't look like your son. Well, and the majority of folks, if we had to vote, we wouldn't say they're your son. But really, at the end of the day, that all that matters is what the blood of Jesus says. Did the blood of Jesus say I'm his son? I'm his son. I'm so glad the blood of Jesus. I'm so glad that the blood of Jesus is more, more outweighs any of my actions. And so, so my question to you today, church, are you covered by the blood? Are you covered by the blood? You know, if not, I, I hear that there is a fountain. Don't you know that there is a fountain I heard that is filled with blood? And it's drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And, and Pastor, what I hear is that sinners plunge but, but beneath its floods that, to lose all their guilty stains. Don't you know there are stains that, that cannot... Re Have you ever had a stain that just won't come out? It can't be removed. Pastor, I tried Ajax, and Ajax can't get out the stain. I tried Clorox, but Clorox can't get out the stain. I, I tried gain, but gain couldn't get out the stain. And pastors, concerning my sinful condition, I tried to live morally, but morally couldn't get out the stain. I, I tried to be good, but my good behavior couldn't get out the stain. I, I tried to develop my own righteousness, but my own righteousness couldn't get out the stain. Oh, Revelation chapter 7. It mentions these saints, and it says, who are they, and where did they come from? And he was asking the elder, and the elders, and he asked the elder, he told the elder, you know, and he, he said, these saints are, are they. These saints are they who have, took, who have gone through great tribulation. And, 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 and how did they make their robes so white? It says that they dipped their robes in the blood of the Lamb. And having dipped in the blood, it says the blood made their robes as white as snow. Oh, what can wash away my sin? It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, how precious. It says, it's the flow that makes me as white as snow. There's no other. Now I know it's nothing but the blood of Jesus. 